me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Um, so, yeah, before we had the techie sheets, we were talking about New Year's resolutions, weren't we? <laughs> we and, about how, and about how January is a bit of a crazy time. And it comes around very quickly uh, to a lot of us. And sometimes it's a mad panic to um, set these resolutions. Sometimes you feel sort of almost coerced into it. Um, now, we do try and keep this evergreen, but obviously we're doing something that's quite time specific. So it is February. Uh, and you told me that it's even by the 15th of January that people are already have snapped back to the old. Um, but I just want to preface this first little bit by saying, if you did set some resolutions, well done. Okay, it's quite fashionable at the moment to be like, oh, well, you know, to be quite contrary about the whole thing. Um, I think it's a load of crap. All right, if it's the only, for lots of people, it's the only time that they put in some genuine thought about their health, their goals, change, etc. And you've got to lean into that. So if you didn't do it, but and this could probably, you know. You can use some of these ideas and in terms of setting goals whenever you want, right? But, you know, it's a good time to set them at the beginning of the year because it's part of the zeitgeist. People are talking about them, all right? Social momentum is leaning towards more health-minded endeavours. You've just had the blowout at Christmas, probably. Uh, and at the very least, you can parasitise off somebody else's energy <laughs> and create a little bit of um, momentum, and well, yeah, dare I say, a rising tide. So if the energy in the office or in the family is leaning towards those health endeavours, and even if you haven't fleshed out specific goals, it is a good time to lean into that. So well done if you did it. You know, that post-Christmas period tends to be a head down thing. Budgets are tightening, um, et cetera, after, after that thing. So more good reasons to kind of get involved with low social engagements as well. But they start to creep back in all right so that zeitgeist doesn't last forever you said about the 15th so this is probably the period that we're in right now and unfortunately momentum however you come about it succumbs to a little bit of friction uh, those social events start to come back in you get a bit more distracted there's more pulls on your time um, and like I said momentum on its own doesn't last forever you know the very fact that it's February and you're not saying January all the time, people are not talking about dry January, which is probably the biggest one that people really commit to. And most people, you know, I've had a lot of friends that have had some success this year getting that done. Have you had any? Did you? I mean, you're not a big drinker anyway, but. Um, no, I'm not sure. No, I, to be honest with you, my social engagements at the moment are so slim. I wouldn't know what my mates are up to. <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm, I'm busy, busy with work, busy with this sort of stuff and um, a very busy household. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my sub story. <laughs> right, look, lean into it. I mean, if it's keeping you on your fitness goals, um, is, it a, is it a strength? Keeping me out of the pub, um, I know that much. And okay, well, so then my final point that I got here is that, you know, it's a good time. It is a good time to set it because it's called New Year. So, it, you know, just the very name of New Year sort of invokes that idea of change. But that on its own is pretty shallow. Okay, so if you're in that position where you set some goals, whether they were well defined or not, and they've kind of started to slip or you can feel that momentum going, here is a couple of things that we think or I certainly I've written down that 
I think could help with that. All right. So I want to start by saying, let's make the assumption that your goals are actually the right goals. So you put some you know, reasonable effort in and it wasn't a mad dash. And if they weren't process goals and it was just end point, okay, it was just end point. You had a vision of something. You had a few standards that you wanted to hit or however it may be. Let's just assume that they were the right goals. But I want to put forward the idea that maybe those goals and the way that they were selected, whether they were selected fast, were quite shallow in the way that you arrived to them. So the work that I'm going to talk about now is to just try to revisit those goals and try and do a little bit more deep work on it. So scratch under the surface just a little bit more. All right. Um, and yeah, I'm sort of reluctant to use the kind of start with why. Because again, I think that's become a little bit of a parody or maybe it's just out there too much that it just goes over, you know, people are just not listening to that. But logically, it is, if you scratch that uh, itch a little bit more, it's a, it's a good logical place to start. And there's a reason why that book, Start With Why, sold as many copies as it did. So, I mean, you don't have to have read it. Uh, I actually haven't. But I mean, the idea of starting with the deeper why and fundamentally understanding that, I think, is going to do you better than maybe just snapping into the goals that you picked last year because you got caught short again after Christmas. And that deep work, I think we can talk about aligning the goals with values. And values is what I mean by doing a little bit of that deeper work. And some of people listening to this might be like, values? Well, like, what is that? Um, and I think like values are certainly doing the work and establishing, you know, deeper values of what you want for yourself, your immediate family, et cetera. They are the turbo booster to the momentum. All right. They will keep pushing and maintaining that momentum far longer than the energy in an office or around an event or something. You know, they, they can, they're harder to establish, but they will work for longer. And so I'll give an example. So my values, and I did this work when I, actually before I met Nick, so I was on a, um, a mentorship and they asked us to go away and do this work. So I have kindness, honesty, and effort, all right? Now, if you've never thought about this before, what I suggest is that you keep it down to no more than five. If you've got a list 10, I don't think you really can commit this to those. And, um, yeah, so thank you for compound performance for saying, yeah, keep it low. And you don't have to nail it straight away because it will take some time. But once you've given it some thought uh, and it is a work in progress, okay, I would say that if you fall short of one, so let's say you write it down, it feels like an honest thing and you fall short pretty instantly, it goes in the bin. And, you know, you, I use the one about, like, let's say it's honesty. And you find yourself like telling a lie pretty, pretty soon or cutting a corner or whatever. We're not saying that fundamentally that you're a liar. It just it probably just can't be one of your core values. And maybe you just need to need sometimes for whatever reason to be a little bit dishonest. That, for example, has got to go in the bin. But like I said, mine are kindness, honesty and effort. All right. And 
when you've established these values, we can then see and try and see whether they marry well with the goals that you've set. All right. So if the value is effort and the goal is go to the gym, it's not, I want you to try and think about it as it's not about the weights you're lifting or the vanity. It's working out, working out, and this is the mindset, is working out allows me to express high effort. And effort is one of my core values. All right. And then I give another example. So value, kindness, goal, fat loss. How do they marry together? How can we talk to ourselves in a language that has a deeper connection with that? And can we get those things to align? So changing your nu nutritional approach is not about pu punishing a greedy pig today. It's more about being kind to the future version of you. So you can start with the future version, but also you can be kind to that person that you are today. Like even the language I use is inflammatory on purpose, because I think that a lot of people are using, have a, you know, have an honest end goal, but then the language that they're talking to each other around that subject is quite negative. So that's another example of how we align or challenge whether the goal can align with one of our core values. Um, and the last one I said, um, value. So the value is respect. Okay. A lot of people put down, you know, uh, they expect respect from other people. They want to, you know, exhibit respect to others in themselves. Again, goal weight loss. And so then it becomes not about necessarily the number on the scale, but, um, it's, it's evidence of appreciating self-worth and self-care. All right, you're making those choices because it shows self-respect to you as an individual. And therefore you can then, if you feel that about yourself, you can then put that out into the world. All right. So those are three ideas for you to kind of. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it, Matt. And yeah, so where to start on this one? So I've done a lot of work on, on goals and obviously goal setting. And, and when you work with people, this is kind of the first thing you need to understand. So, and, and this harps back to a post I saw recently about being uh, a fitness expert or an expert coach and the difference. So yeah, where, where to start? So we see this like, this fixation, I think there's a fixation and, and obviously we see things through the lens of fitness professionals. So it, it is a bit jilted. I think we must bear that in mind because it's not necessarily what the consumer, what the, the person that wants the result sees in their social media, for example. Um, but we see this kind of like everyone wants to be an expert, which means getting a PhD in nutrition and um, reading all the scientific articles or taking your dogmatic approach to whatever to the nth degree and being that extreme with your kind of views because that's going to polarize people and it's going to get people in your camp and going to push the other people away which is obviously a, a basically a marketing technique um, so you've got to think about what actual coaching is versus just knowing you know a, a hundred different exercises and how to program uh, 70 different um, sports types um, and what value that has in, in the general population and like the guys like you listening to this podcast, very little. The the, the flip side of that, and, and sometimes this is a hard message to convey, is, is the coaching aspect, which is understanding where you're at 
and then meeting you where you're at and then diving a little bit deeper, pulling back the onions skins to understand what, what makes you tick because then you can start layering on the information in a way that you're going to be able to accept it. And I think that's one of the big, big things to start with when you're talking about this stuff, because yeah, values and identity, I put that in the same bucket are what drives all your decision-making, but most fucking people out there haven't got a clue who they are, what their values are and what's driving their decision-making. So you have to do this work and it's, it's incredibly important yeah, the the problem being that we want the quick result because that's where that's the way we're wired. You know, no, no excuses and no no blame, but that's you're human. And um, what's the expression I'm looking for? We will always seek the immediate gratification when all things are equal. Okay, all things being equal, we will always take that immediate gratification, whether it be a chocolate bar or watching watching telly versus go for a run, whatever it might be. Um, it's how we're wired. We're wired for survival. We're wired to protect and nurture and conserve our energy. So we need to start thinking about this stuff, the values and what the, what's driving us to actually get the momentum to to get ourselves, get our ass up, up off the couch. And I think that's, that's why it's so important. Um, and I yeah. also think that it's, you know, just going back to that point, which is like your goals can be like super shallow. <laughs> yep. That's fine. All right. And you can be and you can have a very strong idea of the end point. Um, what we you know, by writing that stuff out and making those notes there, what we're trying to do is 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 not make the mistakes of last year, because the goals may be very, very similar, but you just don't want to be repeating the same thing. Uh, and and so. A, a change in the way that you approach setting any goal um, is probably needed. All right. It, yep. it is, it is probably needed. And even if it's a shallow goal, if you understand it, and by the way, with the values thing, you don't have to like, you are already living by a set of values that is already happening. You just, you sort of, you can start by just identifying yep. the ones that you're already doing. You don't have to be like, pick one off the shelf and be like all right okay now i've got to have i've got to i have to it has to be honesty and it has to be it doesn't have to be like the top five ones that everybody talks about so you've got to sit with yourself a little bit and say well what am i you know it might be family that's really important so leverage that when you're setting a weight loss goal which they seem like two ends of the scale but if that's the lens to which you need to look at weight loss in order to make it more meaningful, then go for it. I'm not saying that weight loss by any means is a, is a, is a shallow goal, but you know, it, again, pick, pick something that's even more shallow than that. Um, you're like having a thing that you want a car or something, an object that, you know, they come and go, but if it, if it's important to you, align it with the current values you've got. And if you don't like your current values, then you can then start changing it. Like I said, it's a work in progress. It's not like you're fixated and they're, you know, they're hammered into the hammered into the rock and you can't get rid of them. They, you know, they and they they may change as you change. You know, you, you and I are both both dads. I reckon our, our values have changed over the last five years, probably. 100%. You know, I was very, 100%. very selfish, self. And, you know, that's the way I needed to live my life. And that's the way I did live my life. And now, it, you know, it, it, it's not. I, so I've changed some of those values. So. And to not be afraid of that work, like I even writing that out, you know, I'm not a behavioral psychologist. I'm a personal trainer, but I'm dealing with normal people and normal people have normal struggles. And, and so there is, 
I do have some experience and empathy and sympathy for all of those kinds of things. And I think we can comment on it. It's not when I write those things down. Yeah, okay, they're lifted from other 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 people and other things that I've learned. And it, I do find it difficult to write them down, even as notes, because it feels a bit sort of like management speed. What kind of fruit are you? That kind of stuff. But if you can get past that, if you've never done it, then that's got to be better than just repeating the same thing and then knowing where it stops and just being part of that cycle. Yeah. The, yeah. And this, this dovetails, it's amazing actually, this dovetails so well into, into kind of the, the, the piece that I was thinking about chatting about, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, understanding what your, where you are in terms of your values, exactly what you just said, and then working out how, you can leverage that value to actually get the result that you want because at the moment they're not aligned if you haven't got the result arguably so if you well, they, they certainly won't be for a long time like you can force an issue you know like you can suffer along you can do a hard diet you can cut out a, a whole food group you can do it for six yeah. eight twelve weeks but if it doesn't align then it it, it won't it's not going to outperform aligning with your values and well, yeah, and and yeah, and the, the point there is, you've got you've got your identity and your values as to who you are, and then you've got these aspirational goals, and the two do not marry together. If they did, you would have a process that would be moving you towards that goal, or you would have already achieved that goal. So you, you're not where you want to be. So there's there's a disconnect there. Um, now, and this is some of the stuff that I talk about when I'm talking about my fit lean dad kind of niche and, and those guys specifically everyone comes with two of the same issues um one is time and one is system based so time is and 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 then you dig a bit deeper the coaching frame you take the coaching frame you go okay you know you, i don't have time to train i used to play football when i'm younger we've talked about it on this podcast and and in a way i'm sick of hearing it um because <laughs> mostly it's bullshit like you play football once a month when you were 20 for two years Okay, you don't have a footballing background, but in your brain you think you did, and you think mm. you were you think you were fit in your twenties, but actually just go out and drink five six points every night. Um, I'm saying that with empathy because I was that fucking guy <laughs> thinking I was fit and healthy in my twenties because I had achieved certain um, certain measurable metrics. However, I think if the knowledge that I've got now, retrospectively looking back, I was nowhere near. Uh, where I thought I was or where I am now. So, you know, it, it becomes very murky when we start to look backwards. Um, and so you've got your values. It might be family. You might say, oh, I don't have time to train in the mornings because I've got to get the kids breakfast and ready for school. And, and then by the evening, I'm tired and I've got to get them to bed. And, and basically you've got, a, you've got a, a plethora of excuses as to why you're not moving forward. Um, and some of them are very valid and, it'd be hard to argue against some of those points. However, you need to find a way to move forward. So something needs to happen. My my point, which I guess I'll come into as we go through the bits around um, leaning into this kind of the darker aspect of your psyche and understanding how you can use that for leverage. But my point is, okay, what you're telling me is you want to be a good father. Okay. Your value. Yeah. Is being for his family. And therefore you want to be a good father. So You've now, so that's part one, you've now created this connection through choice that a good father firstly doesn't focus on their own fitness because they're selfless, quote unquote, 
and therefore they don't have time because you're too busy doing X, Y, and Z for the family. Well, that, in my opinion, is so short-sighted. And as your children start to grow up, they're going to start focusing in on what you are doing as an individual. And you are a role model from day one, but it only gets more and more embedded. So if there isn't a mechanism for you to stay strong, fit, and healthy, then that's, you're, you're effectively passing down those values on those choices around not believing yeah, that there's choices, a process. Yeah. yeah. Those choices that the, there isn't time. Um, there isn't a way that this can work. You don't have the two hours to go to a gym. You can't afford it. Whatever your version of, of friction is, um, you're just going to pass that down to your generations. And that, yeah. I mean, so I just find that really interesting the way that you just phrased that then about saying, actually, you could not do the fitness bit and still be aligned with your values if you see a benefit in or if the language that you talk about is you know i'm doing this selfishly i i make these decisions and one of them is not to exercise or or you know they're not health and fitness goals but you still see it as being a family value you know aligning with the values the decisions that you're making very interesting that you said that actually that's what a kid is going to learn um so they're all going to learn to prioritize their family the way that you do it. And that doesn't yeah. at the moment include, you know, I hadn't, yeah. That's... That, for, for me, that's so important. And that's something I reflect on. I mean, one of my values is being a leader or a role model, like, you know, the interchangeable terms in my, in my, my uh, mind. Um, and if you're not a good role model, then, you know, it, for me, I'm not going to externalize this. So for me, if I if I'm not being a good role model in my behaviors, habits, the processes that I'm followed, the values, whatever, then I'm not fulfilling against that. So I think it's worth sometimes thinking that through. And you know what? It, it's not very complicated. And most blokes I speak to know this shit. They really do. However, they're not fessing up to it because they want to stay comfortable again we've got these human needs that, that that need to be met and they'll be met first a bit like this the immediate gratification piece so you're staying comfortable and you're making a choice to stay comfortable and you're aligning that with family value so you'll you'll reverse engineering the equation when and it's and it's not it's not helping you so what you need to do is is re-engineer that equation starting with the value forget everything past that point and do the work, as Matt said, to actually align a process, a system to get you towards a goal that is aligned with that value and, and, and you know, just stop trying to reverse engineer you being comfortable, keeping staying in bed, not finding time, not finding the effort, not liking going to the gym or, or you know, finding someone to work with and not, not having that level of commitment, you know, um, it, it, it's a weakness that we all carry. I think um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I was thinking about now about like who we're talking to on this podcast. And you know, I've been guilty before of like sort of talking to coaches. Then we brought it back to avatars before. Um, the way that you just did that there, you know, I was getting g'd up about because I was thinking about you know the way that you phrased that would not be the normal way that I think about something. Okay. And the very fact that we're having this conversation, you know, I I would take that as a coaching point for me. Except we're not engaged in a client coach relationship and I think when I wrote my notes I was thinking about those people that are listening to this that aren't at the stage now you know because January comes with the I'll do it this time and I, I, I 
and so people are perhaps not at the coach level but even if you don't do that because i would say that that is a that is a shortcut to having at least these conversations on a more regular basis but that's what it comes down to a lot of these things like you said these men in particular but i'm sure on other goals you know we could lots of people know this basic stuff they certainly know when something doesn't align you know it's a bit like when you get that when you do tell a lie it doesn't feel good and that because it might be because honesty is one of your so we have those sort of internal things going on but we're also having a lot of internal conversations going on in our head and it's busy in there and so on and so forth. So a coaching relationship with a coach rather than, you know, someone who's specifically there, who's like doing the exercise in this, in this example, like somebody who's coaching you through a circuit with a load of other people, we're talking about a coaching relationship, but just having conversations like, and, you know, I would say that, Certainly in my experience, as, as, as I get older and pulls on time are hard, finding, in this example, other men that can talk that candidly and challenge each other and learn from each other on those things is, is, is harder. I think a lot of people you know, on both sides of that, mums and dads, um, are struggling with that because, the, because kids take up a lot of time. But if you're not, if you don't have a coaching client relationship and you are having, you know, you, you're having these conversations in your own head, I would, you know, the, find somebody that you can have that conversation with, even if it's a, a dog down the pub, get it out loud. And it starts to, it starts to become a lot more real and you are not likely to say to that person that you're having a conversation with, which you say to yourself, well, I, I fucking know this. It's obvious. Yes, it's obvious. But yeah. it is important stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to just, can I get into just some practical advice? And then, because I know you wanted to do on the dark stuff and, you've, and, and you, you've alluded to that. And so all of that bit at the beginning, like I said, it reads a little bit like those self-help books and they, you have to hit those at the right time. What, what can I give our listeners now that is sort of practical advice? And something I came across the other day that I really like, and, uh, and it's, if your goals are centred, around the idea of subtraction all right if they feature words such as less without fewer and it's not working for you so you think i'm going to drink less i'm going to you know i'm going to have fewer treats snacks that kind of stuff i want to weigh less all right if you're trying to take things away from your life and it's not working all right try this Keep the end goal the same, but flip it so that your goals now have language of like more addition. Okay. So goals that feature words such as more, increase, gain, complete, those kind of things. That's, that's something that straight away, that's a really easy mindset. You can keep the end point the same, the shallow goal, the deep goal can be a long one, can be a short one, whatever. If it started by taking away from your life, either physically or mentally, try and flip it so that you're putting stuff in. And that is then, yeah, I, I just really liked it. I'll just leave, leave that there. And then once you've done that, you can feed that whole, the rewording of that goal feed it back into the value machine and then see whether it aligns better. 
Mm. That's a, something practical that you could do right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that plays on the, the psychological component from the way I understand it, that the neurochemistry, because you, you know, the more we create voids, we need then to fill them. Think about the yin and the yang, male and the female. Um, so, yeah, the more you think about removing subtraction, that I think the way we're built, that's going to be really hard because you're creating a gap that then you see the gap and you, and you think that life is getting less when we're set up to think about more and, and, and you know surplus being being a good thing. Um, so, so that definitely plays to I think uh, my philosophy on on the way that the language that we use and I, you know, semantics there's there's a, there's a topic for another day. Um, the words you use are so important. Like don't make no mistake the words you use. And I'm always pulling my brother up on this because everything, not everything, sometimes things are, are a disaster, a catastrophe, um, mm -hmm. horrendous. Everything's hyperbolic. And I'm like, well, think about these repeated words you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm when, so when clearly it's obviously not, it's obviously not like they, they, we're not, we're not debating it. They're obviously not, um, uh, you know, and then that repeated pattern embeds itself. And we, yeah, we just create these, these crazy situations in our brains with just through language. It's, it's ridiculous. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, great podcast. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it at length at another time, but sort of becoming obsessed again with the idea of, of, of walking, adding in non-exercise activity for people and same sort of thing. You're asking, you want somebody to do more of something, you want, you know, you're challenging somebody to put something into their lives and you get a lot of the kickback again, which is, and if we use, you know, uh, parents, uh, you're, well, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I haven't got time. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And this guy's like, just like you said, you're fed up, fed up of talking about it. We want to be compassionate and we want to be positive people, but there needs, there seems to be that we need to recalibrate some of these words and their meanings that we're using. Like the idea that walking is hard, <laughs> is, it, it's, it's not hard. It's, it, it's not, you know, as he said in the podcast, <laughs> going to Mars is hard. Yeah. Finding water on Mars is hard. Yeah. Um, and it just goes back to your point. Yeah, it just made me think about the language that we use. I'm really guilty of it. And I think we see that every day. It's, you know, the colloquialisms we use, how you, you know, as in, in the UK, how you doing? And it's oh, so busy, super busy. It's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. Um, and it's almost, it's a reflex and some of this, and it's good, you know, again, going back to those conversations, if you can have that conversation with a brother, he's got somebody, somebody in his life that's going to say, let me just stop you there. Let's just, you know, just want to know whether it really is a catastrophe or whether we can use something different. Yeah, 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 and, and yeah, it's it's worth pondering on, pondering on. Um, so as we move through this, so that the, the kind of the dovetail really is what we've touched on already is this understanding where we are in our heads and where we're where we are in our journey. And I'm I'm going to keep this super short um, because I think it it kind of adds to what you said, Matt, and. We, maybe we can go into more detail on our darker episode. <laughs> so we, we, we all carry these, 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 we're all self-sabotaging. Um, we're all full of self-doubt and, but we think everyone else isn't, especially now with social media, when we see people on Instagram with six pack abs, we think, oh, well, they, they don't have the self-doubt that I've got. They're not self-sabotaging every day, you know, and, and eating five ice creams. Um, 
well, no, they might be doing something different to self-sabotage, but we we all see the world through very similar lenses. Um, and to quote Alan Watts, uh, a, a very um, fond philosopher of mine, um, we are all quaking messes. So we're all walking around thinking that we're a quaking mess and no one else is. And it just creates this inability to take action, probably the easiest way to sum it up, as well as other things, um, and is a slippery slope. So we're all doing it. We can't, we, it creates inertia and we stop us taking action moving forward. So my, my kind of, my thought, initial thoughts on this are, okay, this is a part of how we're made up, how our brains work. So what can we then do? Well, how can we leverage this effectively? And I, I use the word dark energies in, in jest because, you know, <laughs> it's just who we are. It's not good and bad. There's no good and bad. Um, this Thank isn't Star it. Wars. <laughs> um, so you've got to unpick kind of what you're up to, as Matt said, with the, in terms of the values and, and the choices that you're making and understand that that it is a choice and, and what you think is hard is not what someone else would think was hard. Um, when you think there is a time, Elon Musk is, is flying to the Mars. So you know, sometimes you need a bit of a gut check just to see where you're at um, and why you're making the choices you're making. Um, but I think there's there's an opportunity here because what we can do is we can we can we can think that we're doing something that's that's not helping us and we can actually flip it around. So there's there's a difference um, between. Uh, your, what you're carrying around in terms of these these self doubt thoughts etc and the effort the mental effort that that's required that's requiring of you on a daily basis and you know let's talk about the out out shape person who you know gets out of breath walking up a flight of stairs or to the bus or whatever like that you know aside from the physical kind of stress that that causes on on your organs psychologically that's going to cause you problems because you're going to be always thinking and comparing yourself is how we're built as well. Comparing ourselves to each other. You're thinking, well, they're much thinner than me. Um, I need to lose all this fat and I, I don't want to take my shirt off in front of anyone or I don't even want to look in the mirror. So that's mental effort. As far as I'm concerned, that is a lot mm. of mental effort. That's a lot of mental labor and turmoil that you're generating on a daily basis in your life. How about, if you take some of the time you're spending thinking about this stuff and actually take action. So divorce the mental labor from the physical work of getting fit and healthy. And that's, that's kind of how I, I like to look at it is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I call myself a fat Greek bald now, lazy man. Um, because wait, 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 you're bald. <laughs> because I think that's that's in all of us, really. We want to be comfortable and we want to sit around and, and you know, eat, eat all the cakes and everything like that. But I'm, I'm too lazy to do that. And I use that those words specifically. So because I don't want to spend the effort thinking all day about how what a negative impact those actions are going to take on my life. So because I'm too lazy, I don't want to do that. So I take a small proportion of that effort and put it into some physical activity, take some action and be forward. And, you know, hey, it might not help you, but there has to be a reframe out there that's going to work for you. And for me, I think that's that's that can be quite helpful to, to view things um, in that way. Um, I, th I think any thoughts on that, Matt? My mind, my mind went somewhere then. Well, yeah, my mind went somewhere when you um, you were saying about you know, whatever it is that you're carrying around, if it's, you know, it's the dark stuff that's carrying around and, you know, and let's say you've got a lot there. 
before we've even taken action, the, the flip that I thought in my head was that is impressive to carry that mental load. So the idea that you, you've got a lot of bandwidth to take, you know, like, yes, you've got to get, you've got to put some of that stuff down to, to pick other stuff up, but your ability to handle a lot of stress. I know, no, there are people out there that are really struggling, you know, with mental health and stuff, but leave that, leaving that aside, talking about your, your average man on the street, they are, yeah, they are carrying around, as we all are, they're, they're all carrying that around. And I, I see that as an opportunity to say, yeah, you're, you're actually pretty good at carrying around a bit of mental stress. So we could then say, let's, let's carry around a little bit of a stress of how you're going to work out, how you're going to work out, how to work out. You could probably, you could probably take that on. It's not yeah. that you can't take it on. You're taking on a lot already. You've got the biggest shoulders in the world. Yeah. And, and think about psychology this. Thing, there's a, turning that negative into a positive. Yeah. And, and flipping it around to actually, you know, reinforcing that these actions will support you and, and that will detract from all that stuff, all that baggage and make it make the load lighter. Mm. Um, there's an analogy around attention that I think kind of it has an overlap here. If I, if I try and shoehorn it in is, you know, we've got this, this analogy around attention, like all our marbles across the table in different directions. And that's why we can't get anything done. And I, I think the same, um, can be said for this this kind of inability to to take action against your health goals is you know you've, you're putting all these marbles in in these different pots around kind of like oh not not feeling up not feeling not looking as good as that person on instagram not um not liking the way you look in the mirror every morning not liking the weight you're at these these are marbles that you're 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 spending every single day in terms of thought processes and um, if you gathered those up yeah, or even just a few of those and put them towards a focusing on a process to actually get a result. I think that that could be that could be worthwhile. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna give yeah. the marbles some I'm gonna give the marbles some thought. Yeah, I've I think across, I've not not, across, not come across the marbles before. I think but yeah, the, I, yeah, I see a lot of that. When I have to, you know, not that my health and fitness is perfect in any mind, and we are we are here as taking positions of authority but there for me you know uh, the, all of this is can i i can and a lot of the time i'm saying i'm thinking where in my life am i have i got marbles all over the shop right the fitness piece is is ticking over for me um and so i would probably try and use that analogy and think about you know some of the other things that i feel vulnerable in the dark stuff that i carry around that in my life doesn't happen to be health and fitness, but it's, you know, it's in other areas. And that's some of the great stuff about what we talked about today about values and so on and so forth. It's applicable, it's applicable to any goal. You know, this is a health and fitness podcast, but if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I just like listening to this because there's two good lads. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, that you can, you can use these tools, skills, and like just, you know, these image, this imagery, for all of those areas in your life. And that's yeah. what, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where my mind goes to. I'm like, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, and all of what we talked about today, um, and we jumped around a fair bit, but all of, and I'm going to try and bring it together for everyone. So all of what we talked about today is, it's not waiting for this. I guess I've had enough point where then there's the, then there's a, um, uh, some sort of intervention that needs to happen in your life, then you start taking action. We 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 don't want that. Like that's not 
that's too much of an accumulation of, of shit to then take action against. I think if you're if you're surreptitiously or subconsciously waiting for that point, then please do not do that because that is a road to, I don't know, having a bad back and, and then seeking help or, you know, having a cardiac event and then seeking help. And and that's what we're, we're, we're trying to avoid that by putting out this content, please. So all the things that we talked about are, are ways to kind of like to, 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 to stop that happening and stop you pushing all the way to the precipice uh, in a certain direction in your life. Um, and then having to make that, make that jump back when it may be too late. And, you know, a lot of what drives me in this space is, having worked pre-hospitally in clinic in a clinic environment where you, I've met so many guys in their sixties and seventies who just completely fucked it. You know, they've yeah. spent such poor choices. That's a yeah. medical technical medical term. Um, they've made such poor choices in terms of their lifestyle um, that over their thirties, forties and fifties that, you know, that there, there, there isn't a, there isn't necessarily an easy road out of it. Well, there certainly isn't an easy road out of a heart attack, but, and this why is this is an easy podcast to make at this time of year because people are talking like i said it's part of the zeitgeist and now people are just like they were talking about setting goals now they're talking about how they fucked it even the 60 70 year old guys there that have you know as you said they're not having a great time into they can't be absolved of all responsibility whether it was like they didn't have a process with which to change the goal setting and, and and take the action they feel like just like now you can feel those shallow deep good bad goals whatever you've set you can feel them slipping away let's say it wasn't new year and you can feel those you can feel your health slipping away you can feel those choices it doesn't it it doesn't sit well with you i i, I don't believe that the vast majority of people don't feel like that that's what we're trying to lasso here is to lasso that feeling and say come here and here's a process maybe you set some good goals but you're trying to do it the same way as before how about aligning them with some values going to require some thought but you can use that outside of you know it doesn't have to be just new year's goals any go any time you get or maybe you get that early thing if you're talking about long-term lifestyle things you know before the heart attack there's a few checkups if you're in your 60s you would have had a few checkups before that where they've said mate you need to put the battenberg down so that was a <laughs> that was a warning shot across the bow then you heard it you made a choice to not do it but it didn't when you when you heard it you left and for 20 minutes an hour two hours two three days maybe a week afterwards you were kind of worried about it and maybe you didn't have a process with which to um to try and make the change. And, you know, we're not trying to be holy, holy than thou here. We're just trying to say, you know, here is another way of saying, well, the here is another way of doing and getting to those goals. Yeah. And to keep the momentum going, because like I said, aligning things with values um, is will, will outperform, will outperform the short-term goal of, yeah, I lost a stone by, you know, doing some crazy diet i was going to go a little off piece there yeah doing a crazy diet let's leave it at that and um and then putting it all back on again so it will outperform if you do that work i assure you
Yeah, and it is about the long term. It is about the long term, but it's it's hard to see that. So I think, like you know, if you've got those 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 kind of like more superficial goals, as you put it, Matt, then go for them. But just align them to to what your values are, and and you know, ensure you're moving in the right direction. And I think there's such a big temptation, you know, and you see this in the medical world now. It's how the system's set up. The system's rigged against you, which is why Matt and I are doing such good work. And I don't mean that from any conspiracy perspective, but we've got this expert uh, patient model or expert client model. And, and we're, we're kind of guilty of it in, in the coaching space to a certain extent, although coaching in itself is, is trying to bridge that gap. So that's why I'm, I'm comfortable talking about it is, you know, we, we're outsourcing these health decisions and that is a hiding to nowhere. And that is why all the statistics are moving in the wrong direction is because there's no agency, there's no ownership over what you're up to with your own health. Um, and that is where we need to start. And I think there's there's such a, there's such a, a comfortable ease with saying it's not your fault, it's genetic and, and blah, 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 which it, my point isn't whether that's true or not. My point is that is not an empowering reality that you're creating for yourself. And that's not allowing you to make positive decisions. Okay. That's weakening your ability to make decisions because it's too easy to then say, well, he told me to do it. That was what that they said, go on these pills, do this, do that. As opposed to kind of really owning it and say, no, 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 I'm responsible for this. I'm going to take all the actions I can take. And then at that point, if I've done absolutely everything I can, there is, you know, there is still a reality check and, and to be faced up with genetics or whatever it might be, fair enough. But it's me I have to look at in the mirror every day. And I think the game is slightly rigged in the opposite way, uh, allowing people to off the hook far too easily. Well, yeah, I mean... Then you're not having a, yeah, yeah to those sixty-seven-year-old guys who are who have fucked it. You don't you don't you're never really off the hook. Once you're on the hook, you're on. No, and that's that's the reality. That is the reality. So to then to to then have all these avenues where you can let people off in in terms of the social structure that we've got and healthcare system, whatever it might be, mm. is it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because ultimately you you know. It it just doesn't work. Anyway, that's my rant. That was a that was a good rant, actually. <laughs> it was a good rant. I think if uh, if if we had more time, we could have got a long way away from New Year's resolutions, <laughs> which is kind of what we're trying to do here. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I I took it more seriously. I put some notes. I put some notes down. Quite enjoyed that process. Mm. But uh, no, let's not forget we're here for a good rant every now and we again. Are, mate. We are. I think it's yeah, and yeah. So. In closing, then it's it's for me it's everything you said, Matt, around understanding what your values are and the direction you want to move in, and finding ways to change the choices you've made against your values currently to actually different choices that are still aligned to your values but are moving in the direction you want to move in, um, and some of that to be even more tactical tactical is about divorcing the planning from the execution. And I think that's often where people get caught up. So taking in the next layer down, which is kind of a little bit out of scope, but is is understanding, okay, so I, I'm making these better choices against my values that, you know, these guys are making sense. So I'm going to find time to do X, Y, and Z towards my health goals. Uh, there's what to do and there's doing it. And if you can disjoin those, disjoin those, is that word? Um, if you can, keep I'll those, allow it. I'll if allow you it. keep those apart, 
and actually do it, make a plan and then stick to the plan, divorce the planning from the execution. I think you'd be on, on a good, um, a good, uh, on a good path. Also the, the point that you made is really worth saying, because I think we get so caught up in like this expert frame and thinking we have to know everything and there's always something you know something more to it some little secret and you said something about like you you said something and, and then you made it made a mark around it, this is obvious well we all know like the obvious truths like you know the the, the famous quote is like i'd, I'd pay a million a billion dollars for my for people to help me make my obvious truths a reality because we all know what we need to be fucking doing but then align it with your values and do it do it for those reasons, even if they're not the same as your mate. And even if you don't, you know, that negativity says that they're not the loftiest values in the world. Don't just cherry pick the ones that you think people are going to respect you more for. You know, that's fine. You don't even need to tell anybody any of them. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I think that's where I would like to end it and say the action points. Well, two action points. One is try to flip the goal and put in more words centered around growth and addition. That's a, that's a practical one. And have a conversation. If you've listened to this, this is people us talking to you. You're part of the conversation as well. All right. But you haven't had a chance to speak it out loud. So go and find a dog in the pub, find a mate, find a coach, do that. And then continue that conversation. If this in itself has created that little bit of momentum, because we're all in the same boat. And to that point, you're part of the community. So please jump on social media and have that conversation directly with us. We're always interested to hear what people are saying, thinking around um, the bits that we talk about on the podcast uh, and all that stuff. So yeah, um, you can find Matt at stronger by nature. nurture. Stronger by nurture. Yeah. Hard to spell. You'll probably spell it wrong. <laughs> Mate, let's leave it there. <laughs>